Hello, and welcome to episode 191 of That King Thing. Considering we recorded episode 192 yesterday, this is confusing my brain. I am the eldest king brother and your host, Thomas. I am joined by middle sibling and my co-host, Joshua. Would you like to unmute yourself, Joshua, and then try again? That's a good idea. I suppose I could do that again. <laughs> Hello, older brother and co-host Thomas. Well, host Thomas. Damn straight, you call me a host. Um, James is not here because he's lazy and he says, screw the end of the year, I'm having a holiday. I don't know what he's actually doing because he won't reply to my messages. He's rude and ignorant. Um, but James is out in the world somewhere doing something. He's trying to catch his internet sheep. They've run off again. Maybe. Um, so yeah, this this is like basically a wind down for the year. So me and Joshua are here. Um, our week has mainly comprised, probably for me, of writing a 48 question quiz and herding cats. Why have you been herding cats? It's a phrase. It's a turn of phrase for a difficult task, Joshua. As in, yes, trying to get six people on a podcast together to answer the quiz and also get, I think it was either six or seven people to record sound bites and then put them in the episode and then deal with you during the podcast and everything yeah, that really- happened. And oh, people, people are just going to love it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Lols. They will, and we will give nothing away. Have we? This is um, how it goes. Have we done anything else of interest? Really, I've just played a lot of Elder Scrolls again. If I'm totally I've honest, played, I've played a, a handful of different games. If you want me to have a quick read through what I've played, why don't you go for that? I've played more Dead Cells because I have now got an addiction to it, and it's actually really good. So I'm obsessed with that. You streamed it. Um, I've played. I have been streaming it a little bit, yeah. My Xbox beta app isn't loading properly, so I can't see the names of all the games I've been playing. Okay. Won't it work? Um, I have also played um, something called Orwell, I think it's called, which is basically stalking people on social media through a game to learn who's planted a bomb and who's like in this terrorist cell or something. Do you know why it's called Orwell? Uh, Orwell? I don't know. Just, because George Orwell wrote nineteen eighty four. Uh okay. And that's what that's about, isn't it? It's about spying on people and monitoring the basically, yeah, it's monitoring and it's all legal because they've agreed to it and shit like that. But it's actually quite it's not a it's not a traditional game because it is like mainly browser based and stuff. Yeah. But it's it's quite interesting. Uh I've played my friend Pedro which I don't know if you know what that is. I know my friend Pedro, yes. He's a platformer of sorts. Yeah, platformer shooter with flips, slowing down time, aiming two different guns at the same time and stuff like that, and just doing it as stylishly as you can to get more points. Yeah, so it's all about the style. It is indeed, yes. I also played a game called, I think it's called Old Man's Journey. Have you just you installed every all? indie game you could find I just on Game installed. Pass? Yeah, basically. I just wanted to play a bunch of indie games that's going to take up a few hours of my time. 
But I've, it's literally just a start, finish, 1,000G, that game, if you want a 1,000 game of score for about an hour's worth of your time. Nice. Um, you just like bend the ground so that it can get from one end of the the area to the other, and it's like little puzzles. It's quite good. It's got a little story behind it and stuff. It sounds um, like you've. Um, have you actually played all played... these games as well, like properly? properly I, play, played I played them. them all properly. I've finished my friend Pedro. Mm. I've finished um, Old Man's Story. I've played Dead Cells more than enough. Um, I've played a lot of Orwell. I've played about two hours, three hours of Orwell. Um, I do have my time at Portia ready to go. We'll play that next. It's basically like. Animal Crossing, but with people and fighting stuff, I think. Um, and in a few days, I believe it's um, Gears Tactics time as well. Oh, is it already out? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's out. Yeah. Why is it? The Gears things. So out. I, I, yeah, I can play Gears Tactics later when we're done on this. Well, that is a, a very full schedule, Hefty Joshua. List. Yeah. I, you have reminded me that I keep forgetting to install. Um, oh, go on! What's it called? Um, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds or Wilds? <laughs> Outer Worlds. It is. It is good. Outer Worlds, but I found it hard to find a lot of time to sit down and play it. Because obviously, it takes more time up than the other shit that I've been playing. It is on Game Pass, isn't it? Out of world, yeah, it's it run Game Pass immediately on launch. I wonder if it's not on, on PC Game Pass. It is because I've played it on PC Game Pass as well. Oh, right. well I, I can't see it right it's now. It's not um, cross progress either, so pick one or the other. I, I don't care about that side of things. Um, no, I just care about installing it on my PC. I thought it was cross progress, but it's not. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Not like Destiny. Not like this. I was having a, do you know what? Like, not off topic, but kind of on, on point to a degree. I was having a bit of a conversation with someone earlier about the fact that if you think about it, there's not many games that do cross play and cross progress. A lot of games basically have one or the other. So, for example, yeah. Destiny 2. Rocket League. Destiny 2 has cross progress, as in, if yeah. I do something on PC, then go log in on. PS4 or Xbox, I get um, the I, I get the same characters and I can carry on with them, but yeah. I couldn't play with a PlayStation player from my Xbox or my PC or or whatever. Whereas mm. Rocket League, you can play with anyone on any platform, but your progress is locked to that platform. So my PC account's got a set of progress, my Xbox mm. account's got a set of progress, and my PlayStation's got a set of progress. And I, I can play I with people no matter what, but I, I can't progress. And the only game I can think of right now that actually does it, on, say it say all it. is Dauntless. Because I don't, th- I don't think Fortnite does it though. I thought Fortnite didn't have cross uh, progression. It's cross play, well, it but not cross progression. No, it does cross progression. Since when? Because it didn't used to. I've been playing it on PC with the same stuff that I had on Xbox since I started. Since mm. I started playing it. It, it definitely didn't used to because, because I, to I can't play me. my old account on PlayStation 4. I had no, I couldn't I couldn't even log into my old account on PlayStation 4 because because I'd bought the original full game on yeah. Xbox, they wouldn't let me 
play the um they wouldn't let me link my playstation account to the same epic Fortnite account so i just gave up and stopped bothering and that was around the time i just thought fuck this game well i i got the main game the the sea of the world after battle royale was sort of a big thing again or first time it was like still quite like everyone were playing it even though it's a kids game kind of time where everyone were into it um but now sam is playing it on the xbox and she wants me to play it i play it on the pc and i've got the same stuff that i've got on the xbox and always have had so i've still got the same amount of money and stuff and the items that have been bought or the Mm. the season pass and shit like that so i've never noticed it not doing it but i imagine rocket league's probably going to join that family soon anyway considering epic own psionics now and they've already made them do the store and got rid of the loot crates and stuff i think that they're gonna they're gonna find a way to do it yeah but the only problem with that would be the fact that people like me have got progress on more than one account now so how are they going to deal with that well yeah i've got my um nintendo version and this and my xbox version yeah i've got a ps4 version version. an xbox version and a pc version so i've got three and ideally i'd want things that i've unlocked on one and not the other to be available on them all I'd like to be able to merge them. You should be able generally to. Generally, should merge them because yeah, it's should. just inventories and your stats. So it just add them won't, together. But it should. But it probably won't. It'll probably be more like Destiny where you pick one, that's what you get. Oh, you and can switch between them, but this is your main one. Interesting um, thing I'd like to point out. Human Fall Flat is now on oh, yeah. Game Pass as well. It's uh, been on so... Game Pass a while, that. Oh, it's on PC Game Pass it. then, because it says it's new to Ooh, PC new Game Pass. achievements for it. Installing so, that. I'm installing that right now as we speak. Um, I'm actually having a look at how, many, how much game score I've got this month, because I know it's a little bit now. Haha, <laughs> Halo Master Chief Collection is in... Halo Master Chief uh, Collection on PC is free up. if you've got Game Pass. Yeah, I've, I've I knew installed it, it, but there are problems of it actually working, apparently. Oh, well. So I'm going to reinstall it and try again at some point. Six months. Um, 13 days left. Should we do Run some... For number two and a half thousand. Should we do some news, considering we've talked a long time about... Yeah, I guess. I guess we've talked to about... It, really. Okay. This is the news. I was just going to stay silent for a minute and hope that, <laughs> like, James turned up. I James just he... turned up went, news! <laughs> yeah, he heard that as his calling. Um, this week's news is not that... Well, it was the Game Awards, so we've got the Game Awards to talk about, yeah. but we're going to kind of do that as a separate thing. So the main two bits from this week are probably related towards kind of next gen and kind of the end of this gen so one thing that was announced this week which is an interesting and slightly odd time and in my opinion um yes. <laughs> playstation sony have announced uh, a dual shock 4 back button attachment which is basically like two button paddle kind of things on the back of the controller um that you can program to whatever you want, essentially. Any and then, pre-existing button. Yeah. Um, 
it's basically the same kind of thing as what like an Xbox Elite controller does, I guess, uh, yeah. and a scuff controller and the Razer controller. And so there's plenty of controls out there on the market that already do this thing. But this is an attachment for the PS4 DualShock controller that already exists. A, um, a cheaper way to achieve that controller. But it obviously only has two buttons, whereas a lot of yeah, the controllers and stuff tend to have four paddles. This has only got two. Yeah. Um, it does have three programmable configurations. So, like, depending on the game, you might want those two buttons on the back to be different ones. Um, and you can have three different configurations that you swap with using, like, the big button in the middle. And it's got, like, a little LED OLED screen type thing that shows you which configuration it's in. So it like it looks like a useful bit of kit. And to be honest, it's not that expensive. It's something like £25, £30, something like yeah. that, isn't it? So it'll be the same in dollars, more than likely. Uh, like $30, maybe 35 I think it might be $30 it's, and it's £25. A fraction, it's a fraction of an Elite Controller's cost, really. So if you when do you, want when some you extra compare, buttons, it's well, not bad. Yeah, when you compare the price of a DualShock 4 plus that, to the price of a scuff, a razor, um, uh, the elite Xbox controller, one of those other competitors, you're talking they are like three to four times the price of this attachment. Um, obviously, you'll have the cost of, of a controller as well, and you're not going to get all the other functionality that comes with a scuff uh Razer and an Xbox Elite, like the adjustable tr- hair triggers and... Um, the adjustable joysticks and stuff because the core thing is still just a normal PS4 controller. The only concern I would have with this, and it is my only one and my only reservation with it, is personally I think the PS4 DualShock 4 dies quicker than any other controller I own. I'm fairly confident to say that that has the worst battery life of every controller I own, and that includes uh, the Switch, Joy Cons, <laughs> the Switch Elite controller, the Xbox Elite controller, a normal Xbox controller, um, just anything. Oh, the um, the Steam controller for the Steam Link. Like out of everything I own, I swear I find myself having to plug my DualShock Four in the most, and adding another attachment to it on top of a headset as well. I can only imagine is going to make that worse. Um, well, I just keep it wired in properly all the time. <laughs> but you're going to have to. But then, if you're wearing a headset, as you're wearing a headset, though, anyone that's ever been in a chat with anyone ever who's charging their controller knows that all you ever hear while someone's doing that is. And it's annoying as shit. Oh, yes, it is. I'd hope that they've made it in such a way that it's not very battery consuming, but we'll have to see. If anything, it could just have extra battery in it. Fuck it. That would be quite clever it's to be honest. If they use extender. the yeah, if they use the the thing itself to like hold additional, but the only problem is it plugs into the bottom, not the top. So yeah. it plugs into the the port on the bottom where your uh, headsets and stuff go, and then it has like a three point five mil pass through for you to plug your headset into that once yeah. you plugged it in. So, like I said, it's a cool idea, and it is a nice cheap alternative to. Um, something like an elite controller or one of the other branded controllers because it gives you that little bit of extra functionality, I guess. And people who do play shooters more seriously but maybe don't have the spare cash to to go out and get like a scuff or something like that, 
this is a nice middle of the road point for them, I guess, realistically. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it also indicates that maybe this might be a feature of the DualShock Five. Is another thought process could, from a lot of people. It could very well be all the testing to see how many people actually want those buttons to see yeah. if they want to make their own version of an Elite controller that's got those pre-installed. Yeah. Well, the thing yeah, is, the Elite yeah. controller does do fairly well from it does, yeah. what I know. And like having owned one, I can say that they are worth... They are worth them. It, it's the same as anything, like... If you have the opportunity to buy like uh, a more expensive headset, controller, keyboard, mouse, TV, monitor, screen, whatever, you know, anything like that, you do instantly notice the difference. And as much as it's not a necessity to have any of these things and the cheap versions will do you very well, you do notice a difference in quality by spending that extra money and i've tend to find that buy once don't replace it kind of thing like you spend more initially but you don't have to replace like how many cheap headsets and cheap controllers break compared to a a scuff controller or an astro or a high-end turtle beach they break a lot less because they are better quality yeah i've for headsets, I've always spent more than 50 on a headset at least yeah. because I know it's going to last a good two or three years. I could spend more and it would probably last even longer, but I don't yeah. I don't need to do that. Like every so many years, it's nice to re- replace your headset and whatever, have a new feel to it. Same with controls and stuff. Like the controls that I've got at the minute are going out, but I'm just going to wait for a new console and get the yeah, new one. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You, you know, there's no, po- there's no point for me to replace anything at the minute. The only thing I want to do is get a Design Labs controller. Is that that's the I, coloured? That's a custom coloured. Yeah, ones, it's isn't where, it? that's where you customise it and you can get your name put on it and stuff. But I yeah. want to know if they're going to do it with Elite controls to get a Design Labs Elite control. Now that I don't think good. they do. That's what I want. They don't. That's why I've waited you, on your Elite control is just an Elite control. There's no customization yeah. to it. If you want, if you want sucky. custom custom Elite controllers, you basically have to go to somebody like um, Scuff, and Scuff yeah. will make you a PS4 yeah, or will, a, yeah. um, an Xbox controller that is uh, customized in terms of color and style. And then yeah. you can also choose how many of the extra features you have, like the the, the hairline triggers and the um, the adjustable joysticks, stuff like that. Yeah. So you can pick and choose which bits you have to kind of bring the cost down, but the base cost of something like a scuff is still far more than buying a DualShock combined <laughs> yes, with yeah. this thing. Because, like, what, a new DualShock controller, you can pick up, like, £30 probably? 30, like, at four I'm going to quid, yeah. I'm going to assume that it's not going to cost you too much to get a DualShock 4 and one of these attachments compared to buying a scuff. I guess the other advantage of the scuff, though, is you're getting what you pay for in the sense that you're getting a fully customised controller with a guarantee and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. It'll appeal to some, for sure. I know it will. Yeah, definitely will. Um, the other thing, you kind of almost touched on it a second ago, but that is... Um, the reveal of the new Xbox. Um, yep. So, Series X. Well, no, that is not the name of the console, Joshua. Get it right. No, Series that is X. the name of the new 
branding for Xbox. Series Series X is essentially the next generation of everything. Yeah. So that is going to encompass what they're doing on PC, what they're doing in cloud, what they're doing on console, anything. The allegedly the Xbox is just called Xbox, which yeah. to be fair, most people probably call their Xbox an Xbox anyway. So. Mm-hmm. People are like having this big hissy fit about, oh, but it was an Xbox, then a 360, then a One, then a One X, and now it's just an Xbox again. And like, does it really matter what it's called when you're playing on it? Because if you say to your mate, do you want to play this on Xbox? Problem solved, didn't it? Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're already you saying on my PlayStation. I, I don't sit there and say to my friends and colleagues and whoever else i go oh i'm going to play such and such tonight on the xbox one x would you like to join me i don't i say i played on xbox tonight or i'm going to play on playstation or p yeah the only time the only time that's a bit different is i say ps4 and that's because it feels a bit more abbreviated than playstation but ultimately it's the same thing so and like the Nintendo Switch, I guess that is just called a Switch. But a Switch yeah. for for dec for decades, how often did we call like you called you, you until until probably until probably the the Wii? It was a Nintendo. Do you have a Nintendo? And then it was probably around the year. Oh no, actually, maybe the N sixty four changed that. But that was still called yeah, a Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I think people are making far bigger of a deal over this naming thing than needs to be, anyway. Um, but the the more interesting thing is the physical appearance of it, I guess you'd say. It, it's a PC tower. It's, do you know what, though? It's not that big. Everyone's... No, everyone's it's, it's not, it's not actually stuff. that big. It's tall, but not very wide, to be completely honest. And it lays down. Well, so here's the thing with it, right? Look at the reveal. There's an Xbox controller in front of it in the reveal, and you yeah. can also see the disc tray in yeah. like in, in the thing as well. So judging by the size of how big a disc tray is, how big a disc is, and how big a controller is, it's not that big. Like, yes, fair enough, it's a lot wider than the current Xbox One X is, it's probably going to be like two and a half times as tall when it's laid on its side. But yep. it's not it's not that different. And the thing that makes me laugh is everybody who says like, oh, well, even if it's laid down, it's still too tall. Nobody complains about the way that the Switch docks. Because I'll bet you no, any money, true. it's nearly as tall, probably a bit taller actually than a docked Switch. And to Honestly. be completely honest with you, I've got a special shelf where a Switch sits. Like I, you... I purposely got a shelf to put the Switch on because it wasn't going underneath the TV where a console goes. I'm very interested to see an actual measurement for this because yes, I think it's not that much bigger. If you laid it on its side, yes, obviously it would be a lot wider because it because it would be tall if you stood it on its end. Yeah. So it'd be a lot wider, like more like the size of an Xbox currently is when it's stood up on its end. Mm. But I still don't think it'd be that, maybe even that tall. Like, well, they're compacting the it problem. down from being a big oblong shape to being more of a cube yeah. shape. 
essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. And they've already said the things that it can do. If it is backwards compatible with every Xbox that's being released, it is. It's got more hardware in there than any other console because it's four consoles in one. Well, it's essentially it's they're carrying on the backwards compatibility thing, so it will continue yeah. to be backwards compatible with all the previous gens. Um, it's due to be an an estimation of the um, the AMD processor that they're going to be using for it is that the combination of that with the Radeon graphics card that they'll also be using is that it will probably be twice as powerful as the X is currently. Yeah. Um, but in fairness, the PS5 is due to use very similar um if not almost identical processor and GPU components. Yeah. So there was going to be slight differences, I know, but generally speaking, they're, they're pretty much the same thing. Like the CPUs are both Zen 2-based AMDs, um, but the Xbox One's a bit more customized, I think. And then yeah. they're both using the same Radeon base for graphics, but obviously customized to support themselves. But that... Both consoles, if they if they are spec like that, and that's hundred percent how they're going to launch, they will um, they will be very very powerful and offer a lot to console gamers. Yeah, definitely. Um, Xbox want to make it so that you can play everything that you can play on a PC just as good. PlayStation are matching that power as well. well yeah, so everything and, should be on par, but then PCs will become more upgraded as the gen goes on. Yeah, it, and then maybe that happens constantly anyway. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So it's just they catch up every so many years, and then they're behind, so they release a newer console, and then gen yeah. ends next gen. And it's going to keep doing that for years to come. There's going to be no point where we can upgrade it properly, I don't think. Well, speaking of the new... So controllers did you notice um well you this is why i said you sort of touched on it before but Mm. did you notice the subtle changes to the xbox controller that go with the new one so there's slightly different shape um Mm. it looks like it's got the the d-pad that's available with the elite which is the one that's a a bit more like a a hybrid of the two yeah, it's yeah. a bit more like a disc, so it's a little bit easier to sort of uh, go diagonal, I guess, with your D-pad mm-hmm. if it's probably yeah. the best way of putting it. And it's also got what looks like a little bit of a, a share button or something like that it in does. between yeah. the two. Yeah. Uh, so you've got your me- you've still got your menu and your view button, whatever they were co- whatever they're called these days. I still I still call them start and back <laughs> or start that's and select. <laughs> like yeah. that's what they'll always be to me. Um, ever since this. They turned up on a PS1 controller, so they'll always be that to me. Apparently, it is it is an actual share button, yeah. so it works exactly the same as a share button does on anything else at the minute. You just push it, it does your recording, or it comes up with your options for your recording or to post it to whatever, wherever. So it's, yeah. it's essentially share this. It's just quicker than pressing your home well, button the it's, next. It's the same as the button that's on the top left of... Um, uh, PlayStation 4 controller yeah, at the moment. Is, yeah. There's yeah. a share button on that, and then if you can set it up differently, but I think the default behavior is if you tap it, it screenshots whatever you're looking at, and if you hold it, 
it does like a, a, a record this kind of thing and records the last yeah, does, yeah. 30 seconds of gameplay. Uh, so it's, it's, it's essentially giving that feature a quick access instead of having to say it like you used to once upon a time or mm-hmm. at the moment these days, what do you do? You press the Xbox button and then, and then X. X or Y, don't you? Or to, y, yeah. Uh, to and do you've already things. preset your your lengths yeah. or whatever. I'd just like to point out, actually, I've just found something um, by accident. While I was I was looking for a picture of the controller because I was discussing it just to see if there's anything else I spotted while we were talking. Mm. But someone's done an estimation of the measurements um, based on a controller being next to the um, being next to the thing. So they're saying the the height of the console as in well, this is when it stood up on its end so imagine an xbox one x stood up on its end in the stand which i do with mine for example um and obviously imagine the the new one stood up on its end like what they've been showing it so it's vertical by the looks of these estimations um the height is virtually identical the one ones of the Xbox One X is officially 11.81 inches, and they're saying that they estimate that the new one, the new Xbox, will be 11.3 inches. So it's a tiny bit shorter, but not by much. Um, what they're then estimating is that it is around about as wide as the controller, like we were saying before, which is 4.25 inches. Now, an, an Xbox One X is... 2.36 inches so it's not even if that estimation is right it's not even as tall as two xbox one x's on top of each other you know if they were horizontal and then the xbox one x is like oh, 9.4 yeah. yeah. inches deep if it was front to back and then this because it's square is obviously 4.25 again if the estimations are about right so it's not anywhere near as big as people think it is, I don't think. Right, so it's basically they got an Xbox One X, chopped it in half and stacked it on top of itself. I guess is is how you look at it. it. Yes. <laughs> they've they've condensed it, it down so it's not as deep, but it's now yeah. wider at the front or taller, depends on how you want to look at it. Wide, tall, whichever. Let's let's put it this way: If you don't like the way it looks, you can turn it on with your voice, with your Alexa or your Google, or by holding your Xbox control button down. So put it behind your TV. When are you ever going to use a disc drive these days? Mm, I guess. If you don't like it that much, just fucking put it behind your TV. It's not or out of way. It's not. It's not a big. I deal. just don't think it's anywhere near as much of a big deal as people make it out. No, it's not. It's really not. But if you're not going to buy a console based on the way it looks. Then you know. Part of me, bit... part of me, really, really wants the PS5 to look like that dev kit that looks the V shape. Yeah, that yeah. dev kit that looks like a children's an, an electronic potty. <laughs> the V shape makes sense for that if they've actually done it as a PSV instead of PS5. That would make sense, but it, I doubt they've done that because they like the the numerals, don't they? Rather than the Roman numerals. <laughs> They like the numerals instead of the numerals. You know what I mean? They like the numbers rather than numerals. <laughs> it's what I meant to say. Now, there's another estimation here from Windows Central that's slightly different. I'm just looking now. They estimate that it's 12 inches tall 
and six inches wide. How's that work? How are what about its height? Twelve inches. Are they on about stood up on its end yeah, or stood laid up on its down? end? Right. All right. And so where's its depth? Well, it's the same as it is wide because it's square. Well, yeah. <laughs> but good point. Yeah. Still, I, like I say, I I still I, don't think it's going to be that much bigger than a dot switch in terms no, of the height. I, like, I still stand by that. I like it. It is made specifically for cooling problems to be yeah. averted. It's like it's got its big fan on top, heat risers. You stand it up on its end, that's where the heat yep. is going. You're not going to have any overheating problems whatsoever. Why do you it. think it's specific? PC cases now have fans on the top. Exactly. Yeah. For that exact reason. They're, mimic, they're mimicking the thing they want the Xbox to mimic. Yeah, which is PC with its size and shape. The only the only difference is you can apparently put in your old Xbox game discs and it plays them without you having to buy it on the marketplace or whatever else or have them program the Xbox to be able to play it through an emulator. It can just load your disc, which is if that is true, then that's brilliant. I've got a weird feeling that me and you are probably in a minority when it comes to um thinking that it's nowhere near as bad as people are saying it is. I don't think there's many yeah, people that agree yeah. with us, but honestly, I don't care. <laughs> it's, that's, that's as much as I would say. On it's, it. it's, a new, it's a new console. It's got its own new design, and it's got new features, which should they've been trying to put on the console they recently released, and they just can't, so they've done it in a new console and i think it's this size because it has to be this size because of what we wanted from them yeah they've put it in there and now it's that big well there's a there's a like, reason that pcs are the size and shape that they are let's just put just exactly. put that out there so there is a reason so if you're going to start packing the same amount of power into a console then you're going to have to sacrifice something somewhere along the line precise but obviously and, like the, the other thing is is I know it is only a dev kit, but think about how like chunky and, and cumbersome and whatever that PS5 dev kit actually exactly, is. Yeah. Like it's all bulky. It's got all that heating stuff on the top, the the cooling stuff on the top. Like, yeah, it's which is really good because obviously they want the developers to have something to play the game yeah. with that's not going to have any problems. But what's the PlayStation Five going to look like? If it's got the same heating and fan system, and it still gets that hot, but it's it's just a box like what the, the PlayStation Four is, yeah. isn't it? And it's got nowhere for that air to go. But the dev kits look like that for that purpose. Yeah. Like it don't, we, we don't know what it looks like yet. At least we know what a, an Xbox looks like now. Yeah, I guess probably. there is that as well. Like, like I don't know. It just for me as well. It's like. I'm kind of glad somebody is doing something a bit different. That's why I like the Switch. Because it's just something yeah, different exactly. to everything else that's out there at the minute. Like, if you're going to do something, then, you know, do your own thing. Don't do something to conform just because everyone says that's how it should be done. Because this will end up being exactly the same as everything else, which is in 12 months of it being a thing, people will have forgot what it was and how different it is and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. The PlayStation 4 looks like it's falling over all the time anyway. 
<laughs> well, because he's got that slant everywhere. Yeah, it's fucking it's slanted. I mean, who's, who actually sits there and says they like the way that looks now? Because it's just it's just weird. Why is it slanted? It don't make sense. There's no functionality to it. So if you want to diss something, just diss everything because that's what I do. Because the fucking switch is weird as it is as well. The, the... How many times do you end up putting it on its dock before you actually get it in the dock properly, Thomas? Um, that's not too bad for me. It, it's the ergonomics of playing it. I, I'm one of those people that it's very rare that I play it with the Joy-Cons attached as a handheld, which I know sounds weird considering yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. But I just don't quite like the ergonomics of the way that you hold it because of how flat it is. So I tend to put it on its kickstand and play it with the Joy Cons detached a lot of the time. Yeah, so you're not you're not just playing it as a console. Then. Yeah. So you're using it as a handheld still, but with yeah, a portable it's... screen rather than a, rather than a in your hand screen. It's a but that's what it's for. It's, to, it's so people like you aren't forced to do what you're supposed to do with the light switch. Yeah. Where you've got to hold it, which makes yeah, sense. Definitely. I guess we've covered that then, haven't we? I think we have, yeah. Should we talk about the Game Awards then? Um, I suppose so, what yeah, went we'll on. from the oblong so, going to this shit show. Let's just put this out there. It didn't go anywhere near what we expected, really, did it? No, mm. and I'm quite glad for I, it. Yeah, do you know what? I am, I am glad for it. Um, yeah, it, like, so essentially... Um, We'll we'll go we'll go, we go through, through a few it? key topics, I guess, and, and sort of keep yep. a, a mention of um, what's done what. But game of the year ultimately went to Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, which good choice. Um, even though it's not what I voted for and what I wanted, I'm actually very happy you with mean that. Smash Bros. No, I didn't vote for <laughs> Smash Brothers. Um, what did you? What did yeah, you I voted for Outer Worlds out of what was there. Yeah. But like I say, with with that, um, I think that that is fair. And to be honest, I was also very interested to see how um, little Death Stranding won. Kind of. To be honest, it did get best game direction, which I think, considering how it's been made, it does deserve that one. Because it's a lot. Yeah, I can't. It's a. It's a lot of body capture and stuff yeah. like that, and obviously they've got his likeness down perfectly, and they've got his personality in the character as well. So I think that they've done really well with that, De- and they do actually, they do actually deserve that one out of the list of games. That's there. Definitely for sure. Um, and the other thing that it, that it did win, just sort of, I guess we're going off on a little bit of a tangent, but it's fine. So we'll cover everything eventually. Uh, the other thing it did win was uh, best score or music, uh, which. Honestly, I can't really comment on because I've not watched enough of it to know how good the music truly is. I'll tell you one thing that is good from that soundtrack, though, and that is the um, Bring Me the Horizon song that was done for its launch. That's a good song. Whether that's officially part of the soundtrack or not, I don't know, but that is a a good song, so I I do like that. Um, But, yeah, I think they were the only two things it won, wasn't it? Best... Oh, well... Technically, it did win again in the sense that um, it was. Where's the best performance? Best performance was won by somebody in it. I can't, uh, Mads Mikkelsen won best performance for his portrayal of Cliff in Death Stranding. So it it kind of yeah. won there as well. Um, 
it it was nominated for ten different awards though, Death Stranding. Yeah. So it was up there to win the most, and I don't think it has. Do you know? Do you know what though? I think that this kind of justifies the my my previous comment of the hype of you can't just like something just because it's got like somebody's name exactly. attached to it. And I think yeah. that the way that these awards have gone have shown that. I wasn't as much in the minority as I thought I was. I thought I was in a, a small minority of people who were willing to just stand up and say, I don't get Death Stranding. I don't care how good it looks visually. I don't understand the concept of the game. And I think it just looks like you are a delivery man walking around delivering parcels. And there is no way I'm throwing 50 to 60 pounds at that to play it just because it's got Hideo Kojima's name on it. No, or, or like any of the actors that played, you know, key parts in it. There was no way I was doing it, but it looks to me like with the way that some of the voting's gone, that a lot of people maybe agreed or felt similar. Because I'm surprised that it won as little as it did, if I'm honest. Because then again, what is it two out of ten things? Red Dead didn't clean up last year, did it? Like everyone expected it to. No, but I think it's possible because it was too close to the awards for it to have been considered for yeah maybe properly. maybe like it's it possibly same with this it's not been out that long before the awards have happened yeah when did Sekiro and I think come they, they should really have a cut they should have a cut off point really uh, Sekiro has been out most of the year I think hasn't it it's been yeah. out a long 22nd yeah, of March go, then, so. so yeah it's like what nine months yeah it's had a long time for people to get hold of it and say yep I played yeah. that that's good that's actually not a bad thought process to justify it you know like if they should have an, a month cut off point, if it's come out within a month before the the game awards, it's included in next year, not right up until the day. Do you know what would make more sense is do. if they did the game awards in early January, because yeah, it would After it would let end, you have yeah. the full year, and people yeah. a lot of people pick up games around this time of year as gifts or. Uh, in you know, like Black Friday, Christmas, Boxing Day, New Year's, all those kind of sales that yeah. go on. So a lot of people don't necessarily pick up a game when it's brand new and maybe pick it up around this time of year and won't have had a chance to play it properly yet. So it's not a bad idea, yeah. to be honest, moving the game awards because I'm trying to think what others there is because these are obviously the these are considered sort of the biggest, most official. Um gaming awards but there's there is others let me just see what else there is see there's the dice awards which are in february um the game developers choice are in march um so like they're both like into the year so i don't think it had hurt the game awards to push themselves into january and no it definitely wouldn't like i understand why they want it at the end of the year but i i I think you you might be onto something with a, yeah. with the way that he's gone for the last couple of years. Yeah, like it it needs to be. It, it, everything comes out between September end of November, maybe during December. Yeah. That's that's when the bulk of games gets released. For that's the year. it. And if you, so, they should really bring the game awards out early mid January, yeah. and you've got. Everyone who can play them over holidays and things like that, because people do get time off, even if it's only for a short while, and they actually get time to sit and play stuff and then vote on them if they want yeah. to. I, 
and it just makes more sense for, or, for the developers and for the players. Or like you say, anything that's coming out late November, early December is cut off yeah. from being included. Because Jedi Fallen Order wasn't included anywhere in this. No. Look, fact, one sec. When did that Well, that came out? Um, that was earlier this month, wasn't it? I think it was beginning of December. So Fallen... 15th of November. Oh, 15th of November, sorry. So maybe it's been around so a lot that? longer. Seven, seven days after Death Yeah, Strand. so it's not that much further. Not that far. But out, why... No. Maybe, maybe Fallen Order's not good enough to be included for any awards, but that's... It should I, be. I don't know. Because like, I bet it's not in any for next year. Well, this is the thing. This would be the telling thing, wouldn't it? Because it'll have been forgotten yeah. about because it's a single-player campaign game which you've played, and once you've played yeah. it... Oh, yeah, that was good. This... But I'm not voting. This for is it. still coming back round to our other game awards. A bit of a joke now. <laughs> yeah, no. So um, let's just have a look at what else won things. So we've covered game of the year was Sekiro. Uh, you played Sekiro, did you not? No, oh, I, did I thought not. you said you did play it. Um, <laughs> no, I did not. No, I thought it. I thought you'd. Ha- I know it's a good game. I've watched it being played. Right. I've considered getting it, but I haven't. I thought you, I thought you had played it. it as well, but maybe not. no, that's fair enough. Um... So, best ongoing game is another one, which is um, Fortnite. Now, I I think this was quite a hard. We did, we talked about this. Uh, was it last week when yeah. we were previewing, or maybe the week before? And I, I do think this is quite a hard thing to vote on because Fortnite, Apex, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, and Rainbow Six Siege all do have fairly good and renowned support for an ongoing game. Um, I think we ultimately all said it's probably going to go Fortnite's way because of the way that Fortnite is run. The problem that I see with it is if it's based entirely on voters and no one's sat in a room choosing them, it's going to go on the people that play it, and the one with the most players is Fortnite, so but, it's going to But win. would that not also indicate it has pretty good ongoing but, support? Because, yeah. bearing in mind, this is best ongoing game, not anything else necessarily. So no, no. I guess by, by way of number of players, Fortnite winning makes sense, and that would make it yeah. the best ongoing game because... It is the best ongoing game because it's the one most it people is. are playing, and it's the one that people still talk about and still compare other games in its genre to, like and still steal the mom's Ape- credit cards and buy loads of stuff. Well, for. Here's, here's the thing: when you look at this, right, Apex Legends gets compared to Fortnite all the time. Destiny yep. Destiny Two is is still not ever really recovered from Destiny One. Even no. though it's much better now, and it is it is much better since it went back into just purely Bungie's hands, it's not. Um, it's never really recovered from Destiny One and the bit of a flop that Destiny Two's launch was. Final Fantasy fourteen yeah. is a very good game for a continuous game. Its problem is it's a paid for subscription. Like it's the same reason that games like World of Warcraft and so on don't get in categories like this very often because. People fall out with them because they're like, I'm paying a sub for this and it's bollocks. That's what happens. Yeah. And Final Fantasy fourteen unfortunately falls into the category of, but I have to pay every month for it. Things like Fortnite, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, key thing about all three of those, not only are they free, free. to play, but they're also subscription free. There's nothing tying you to, uh, yeah. to them subscription-wise. Um, 
and Siege is often compared to COD in the sense that it's a first-person multiplayer um, or potentially like CSGO or something like that. Uh, but if you were comparing Siege against CSGO or a, an existing COD, you would probably say Siege is a better game. So, to be honest with you, I'm glad Siege got in there. Even though it's not one, I'm glad that it's been mentioned in that because it is very well supported. It is very well supported. It's it's, it's constantly got new new stuff being added. Definitely, to it. Um, and it's it deserves to be in that category. Yeah, definitely. like it's player based, not so much because it's player based is very toxic yeah. at times. Um, yeah, but generally speaking, as a game and how it's managed, I think it's managed very well. And it is still appealing to a a vast number of people who play it. Um, What else uh, won awards? Best Art Direction went to Control. Um, This is one that I genuinely thought would probably end up in Death Stranding's hands. No, Um, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, we wanted it to go to Link's Awakening, but I genuinely thought that would have ended up in Death Stranding's hands because that's just the way Mm -hmm. I thought people were going to go. Um, but I'm kind of again. I'm glad that it went to something that did also deserve it. Like, and it's not just people voting for the sake of a name, which is good. I think yeah. um, we've talked about best score and music. Um, best audio design went exactly where I said it would, which is Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Kind of saw that coming yeah. with just the, what I've experienced and what I've seen everybody on the internet talking about at any point that they're talking about Modern Warfare. Um, we've talked about Mads Mik- we've talked about Mads Mikkelsen and his performance in part of Death Stranding. Um, I think whenever you've got high quality actors such as Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen, it's more of it's definitely more of a, a complete performance. I I don't want to discredit people who only voice act in games because that's not what I'm trying to do, but I think when somebody's fully motion captured throughout a game and you essentially become the part um, yeah. like they would if they were on set for a film or a TV show, it's yeah. I think it just adds that little bit more for people. So when people can very clearly see that's Mads Mikkelsen, that's Norman Reedus and so on, it it just adds that little bit extra for people. That's what that's what drew me in a little bit more with um oh God, what was the quantum break? Because uh, I um, recognise the actors. I can't remember the names. I can't remember all the names. Like, L- Littlefinger and yeah. Ice Iceman from X Men, I can't remember what his and, name and is. um In fact no it was his brother Charlie right Charlie from Lost was was yeah. in there like do we do a lot of and what's his is he Samwise? No, he's not Samwise, he's one of the other hobbits as well. I can't remember which hobbit he is. But anyway, like you recognize the Sean Sean Ashmore, Aidan yeah. Gillen, and Dominic Monaghan. And uh, Dominic Monaghan, well. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um but like all these people, you, you see them and it feels like you are watching a film or a TV show with them. And I think yeah. that yeah. draws people in to vote for that as a best performance more than a, a character the, performance of a voice. The the way that motion captures worked as well, obviously the actor is that part, yeah. so they've got more effort in the voice and the, the noises they make as the character, whereas if they're stood in a room, yes, they are obviously still very good at 
doing the voice and the actions and the noises and everything, but they're not physically doing it, so it's not as natural. And when they're actually physically doing, getting up off the floor or whatever, and they're making noises and faces to go along with it, because they're being motion captured, it adds more believability to it. Yeah, and there's... I think the thing is, everything's motion... Well, most things like that are motion captured these days. It's just... I think it's just about how involved the the person portraying the character is, isn't it? Like, and, and how that yeah. works. And if it's the same person yeah. doing the motion exactly. capture as the sound. And that, that probably makes and a difference. it quite clearly was yeah. for Death Stranding, as far as I'm aware. It was all motion captured start to finish. Definitely. It, it appears to have been, even if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Different looked at it. <laughs> um, another one, another couple, in fact, that went where we um, we thought they would is best mobile game went to Call of Duty Mobile, which yep. I pretty much called. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and um, best VR game went to Beat Saber, which again, I'm oh, not, yeah. I didn't <laughs> expect anything else. Uh, Games for Impact is an interesting one because it went to Grizz, which was pretty much the only one in the list that I didn't even recognize. Um, and it has basically inspired me to go take a look at that game. So I will probably be playing that at mm. some point soon because of it winning this, because I do like games like that that have a um a sort of a, a deeper that meaning was... to them and a deeper a deeper involvement and stuff like that. So that was actually apparently released on thirteenth of December last year. That possibly explains why so I didn't that's, really recognize that's an it. old game. Yeah. That is, that is from after Game Awards. Or, or around the same time as Game Awards. Or, anyway. Yeah, or around like after cutoff point for Game Awards. Do you know year. what? So that's survived and made it through. Yeah, you know what will have helped bring it back into people's attention though is it's only recent that it's come onto PlayStation. It was on it was yeah. on PC and um, Switch. Was I think. it Switch as well? I think it's so. Switch, right, yeah. so it was PC and Switch early on. And then eventually yeah. it's coming across to PS4. So it's, it's fresh in people's mind again because people are getting their hands on it again because it's been, re well, not re-released, but it's had its exclusivity cut or whatever and, and opened up to another another avenue of people. And obviously yeah. PS4 is the biggest console at the minute, so that's that's a, a huge number of people's hands to put it in as well. Mm. So that probably does make a difference. Um what else was there? I'm on the wrong tab now because I was looking at Grizz itself. Um, Devil May Cry 5 won Best Action Game. I'm happy about that. I really yeah. didn't think it would. I thought it would get beaten by something else, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that that did. Um, Best Action Adventure obviously went to Sekiro because it was Game of the Year. <laughs> um, yeah. Best Fighting Game, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, um, I'm trying to see what else sort of stood out that disco elysium has won three disco elysium's done very very well it won best role-playing game yeah, best independent game and was it best narrative best role playing uh yeah i think yeah, it was, yeah. so independent and, and, and the um the, yeah. the developers behind it also won the the award for yes they did uh brand new uh, studio fresh, fresh indies yeah because that's yeah. the award that goes out to any company that's putting their first indie game out. So they won that as well. They've they've had a good year. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not surprised the best multiplayer game went to Apex Legends because I think we said that we expected that based on what was there. We were joking about it should be Tetris yeah. 99, but obviously it was always going to be Apex Legends. I think that out of what was there. <laughs> um, it should be Tetris 99 by far. <laughs> it really still should be. The Nintendo Award, a.k.a. Best Family Game, went to Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> um, best Community Support went to Destiny 2. This was one that I thought was going to be tough. Um, but because it was Destiny 2, Bungie Solo, I'm not surprised at that one I, because I think the fact that they split from Activision and then immediately made it so that it was free yeah. and you could pick how and which save files you want and how easy it was to actually do that and how much of a guided process it was that was actually really brilliantly done. Yeah, pr- it was supporting everyone before you even had any questions because it told you step by step how to do it and it was very easy to sort out. And if people had any problems, I'm pretty sure they were probably straight on it to help people because it's something that they've made everyone have to do. Yeah. Kind they've, of thing. They've, they've sort of forced it on you but made it very easy to like, do. Like I have played it since uh, it moved <clears throat> over and yeah. uh, moved over to free to play and became what was the last expansion y type thing that they released? Well, I don't know. I I've forgot. But, like, basically, I've um, I've played it since. Oh, Forsaken. Forsaken, thank you. Forsaken. There's a, there's a new one after that, but I don't know what it Forsaken is. Forsaken was the last one. But anyway, I've, I've played it since they moved it, and, and they moved it yeah. over to just Bungie, and it has been um, a good experience whenever I've played it. I've not really had a problem. Uh, I've not really had to use the community support, but it just feels like it's there if you need it. It's it's a really weird thing to say when you've not used it, but do you know what I mean? It feels very different since Bungie have taken it all back in house. Anyway, is what I'm getting at, I guess. Um, (laughs) Best sports and racing game was, I think, comically won by Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes me laugh. Um, Yes, it is. When Dirt Rally's on there and FIFA, not FIFA, FIFA can go so good dick really who cares about fifa um f1 2019 real racing games by a real racing game manufacturer and then crash team racing is just like i think i think the problem is that everything else is too niche like to like dirt rally you've got to be a rally fan to some degree to like f1 you've got to be an f1 fan to a degree or like sim racing for both those um fifa and pro evo if you don't like soccer football whatever you want to call it it's not going to be for you crash team racing kind of appeals to anyone no matter what because you don't need to be a racing fan you don't need to be a crash bandicoot fan and but i also think that it shouldn't be in sports race. It's, it's a hard one because it is a racing game, technically. It should have been in Best Family Game. Yeah. Do you know what? It should. It should. it should be in a family game, and it probably would have beat all those Nintendo ones. It It is probably classified as a racing game because there's wheels and you race, yeah. but it's a family racing game first. It's not a sports the que- The question game. would be, is would they put Mario Kart in Best Family Game? Because if they would, Crash Team Racing should be in there. In fact... What were nominees for last year? They weren't Mario uh, Kart last 2018 year. for racing games was... See, you had Horizon 4 in there this year. You'd, that This this category is nearly always Forza Horizons. Nearly always is. And the reason being is... Because, well, Forza in general normally wins this. Um, 
because there's usually a Forza game every year, but they've not bothered because I think it's because it's the end of the generation. So they've just not bothered. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think which game awards Mario Kart would have come in. Would it have been... I think it's it would have been 2017, wouldn't it? I'm just trying to see... God, 2017 was a good year for best sports racing game. Forza Motorsport 7, Gran Turismo Sport, and Project Cars 2 were all in there. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was in best family game. It wasn't in the racing category, though. It wasn't. And so then why is CTR in racing? It's the same game. Super Mario Odyssey beat it. It was the Nintendo category again. Listen to this. Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Splatoon 2, and then Sonic Mania. I can't remember what that was on. That was on everything, wasn't it? That was on everything, Sonic mm, Mania. That's yeah. the only one that wasn't a Nintendo exclusive. 2018, last year, best family games were Overcooked 2, which won it, which is a good good shout. But then it's mm-hmm. Mario Tennis, Nintendo Labo, uh, Super Mario Party, and Starlink. What's Starlink? Oh, I recognise that. I don't know, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, it was on everything, though. Anyway, we're getting really, really sidetracked there. But let, let's face it, Nintendo shouldn't be allowed to own that category. <laughs> Crash Team <laughs> Racing should have been put in there to fight Nintendo. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I was going to say, like, the, the thing is, as much as we joke and say the Nintendo category of best family game, it's kind of where Nintendo have always marketed themselves of we are games for the uh, and a system for the entire family. So I, I get it yeah. that the majority of the games in there are going to be Nintendo games, but I do feel like Crash Team Racing should have gone up against some of them probably and would have possibly yeah, beat them. Have. So we're just moaning. Nick. We always moan, don't we? We always find a way to moan. We do. Uh, we do. It's what we're good at. Yeah, we'll just call it that moan thing. We'll still start changing it. <laughs> that sounds very different. Yeah, yeah it does actually does. <laughs> um yeah so um and then the last one that we kind of talked about in the preview was um the content creator which went to shroud which i'm kind of not surprised about because he is one of the the bigger names out there on the internet i guess really isn't he yeah. uh, when it comes to gaming and he is a very good fps player a very i was watching him play some some of the new COD Modern Warfare uh, over the weekend, and pff, he's on another level at times. Like when he, you know, when he really wants to be, and he just zones in. Yeah, he's unplayable sometimes. It's insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't know. Is if it depends on what you want to watch, I guess as well. It really depends on what you want to watch. So, um, so yeah, uh, Disco Elysium officially was the the most. Successful. He was nominated for four things, and it got three. No, no, it won four. It says says here it won four. So I'm trying to find what else it won. Oh, the count. The counting the fact that fresh indie game was won by the studio as well for Disco Elysium. Well, it it was. So what they're saying is it was nominated for four things, and it won every single thing. Death Stranding, in a way, was the letdown because it was nominated for ten things and won three. Um, Fire Emblem and Sekiro both won two. Fire Emblem was nominated for two things, and so won them both. And Sekiro was nominated for five, but won two of them. Um, so that's interesting. Well done, Disco Elysium. That's he, to me, that's interesting, the fact that Sekiro's won less things than Death Stranding, but it's still Game of the Year. And it comes back to that weird thing that we've been talking about for weeks, about how it yeah. maybe shouldn't be 
organized the way that it is but there you go um so i guess the last thing to do for this week now we've gone through that is um to do some incomings <laughs> thank you <laughs> would you like to read the i've been talking about we're doing it on discord and we've not yeah, got any no. sound i was just pausing to put it in um, but go on um have you just asked for any old shit? Well, we just, we just, I just mentioned, I mentioned it's, well, I wish you wouldn't call it any old shit all the time. Um, <laughs> I basically said, it's the end of the year, we're going to review the game awards and just wrap up the year, so let us know, or ask us questions about the year, the game awards, or just anything really to see out the year, so, yeah. All right, then. Um, so first up then, we've got Nats. Uh, the full, the whole Final Fantasy fourteen community, including myself, were flabbergasted that fucking Fortnite beat <laughs> beat fourteen um, uh, for the best ongoing game. What the actual fuck? Also, hello, you lovely gentlemen. You and then is that a wavy face? It's you're not reading it right. I guess the punctuation could be better, but it's hello, you lovely gentlemen. You wavy face. Had- have you been good this year? What are you hoping Santa brings you? <clears throat> Do you want to answer it? We'll start with the Fortnite thing, I suppose. Well, just I see th- th- this comes back to what I was saying before. Like the, it's, the it's, you, you're paying for it at the end of the day. Like, and yeah. the the thing is, just because, just. This is where I, I like to think I am impartial because, as much as I really do not like Fortnite. I can stand back and look at it and go, it's a very well-run and well-managed game. Because if it wasn't, yeah. it wouldn't be as successful as it is. And I think I've, I try and I try my best to look at it impartially. So I can understand why when you've got a stake in a game, you, uh, I guess you're closer to it and you expect it to, to get a better response than maybe it does. But... When you've got a game that big, like you said, Joshua, when you've got a game that big with that many players, it's bound to win because the player base is huge and they're the ones that are going to vote for it because it's, this is a vote of the players. But the fact that the player base is huge would indicate that it's still being run really well because... Yeah, they, they can manage that amount of players. Yeah. So Fads like this have normally it. died out by now. Think about the peaks and troughs games like Minecraft and Roblox and all these other things go through. It's like, it's cool for a few months and then it's dead. It's cool for a few months and then it's dead. Whereas this has been going on for like three, nearly three years now. It's been going on that long. They've completely rebooted the entire game. Yeah. And started again because they they just needed to. Yeah. They needed a fresh take, right? and it's still not taken anyone away from what it was. Definitely. And I want Santa to bring me a fully paid for pre-ordered Series X. <laughs> I'd I'd love that, but that's not going to happen because it's not available. To no, it's not going to happen. It's not even available. Uh, I'm going to settle for a new G600 mouse because anyone who watches me stream will hear me complain about it at least once per stream. That the third clicker, that's right, it has three clickers, not two, um, has started to finally fail after six years of constant use. <laughs> um, I would actually like something that's rather simple and cheap to get. If anybody wants to give this to Santa to give to me, a really long Ethernet cable. I've I got one. Have it and bring upstairs. How long is uh, it? Meters and meters long. Will it get from my living room to front bedroom? Front bedroom? No. Yeah, no, it's not that long. Damn. 
Unless you junction box, unless really... you junction boxed it somewhere along the way, because I've got about three of them. I like having the computer in here, but I need a long cable for it. Otherwise, it's just going to end up killing me. Okay, because the internet's not that good. So, Santa, you've got your orders. <laughs> Uh, next up is Dan Smith. Um, if you could create a game, what would it be called? Who would do the soundtrack, and who would you have playing the characters? Oh, that is a massive question. That is, that is a big question. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, it'd be called. I don't. I have no idea what it'd be called. I don't even know what kind of game. I'd probably create some kind of. MMORPG because that's my that's my go to genre for everything. So I would probably cr- try and create some kind of new RPG. Um, I don't. I, I really don't know. I, I would try and get people in it, but I would probably definitely go more along the lines of established game voice actors, um, like you know the Norths of yeah. this world and and so on, because. Every time I hear their voice in a game, I instantly recognise it, and they always do a damn good job of what they're doing. So I'd put people like that in it, um, but it would definitely be some kind of RPG game, and I'd just create a whole new thing that would smash every other MMORPG out of the water because it'd appeal to everyone in the world. I'd I'd make a Netflix game where you are a... Um... An executive at Netflix, and you choose to publish certain things for Netflix. But then, when you're done, you actually get to watch them as well because they're real. <laughs> and that's your job. In it real would be kind of cool but... anyway if you could like put certain components together, and then it somehow made a video. Yeah. And then, and then, obviously, after after you've done that, the characters in the game and the people you choose in the game. So I can get around that question because you choose who plays what character in the TV show you make. Yeah. So I got around that pretty well, and obviously, if you want to can something, you can. Can 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 you do the can? Can 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 can. Yes, you can. Yes, please. <laughs> it's not an easy question, that Dan. It's not. It is a very difficult <laughs> question. I think it's one of those that maybe needs a lot more thought, and we could answer yeah, at another point in time or something like that. But yeah, I think we've done all right with that, considering we've only just read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Dummy 2008, Paul Carter of the Paul Posse. Hi, Paul. Next. Hi, Paul. Uh, I was just happy that Death Stranding didn't win in regards to the new Xbox. What's your predictions on cost? Also, what, who has been the most successful in gaming adventures out of the King Brothers? Compl- games completed, difficulty of games, etc. Oof. Um, depends on how you look at it, I guess, doesn't it? Um... Yeah. Because you've played more MMO where you've got stuff done on a list there where technically you've completed a lot more than what I will have done, but I might have completed different games. Well, I know so I know you've obviously more. had the better achievement run than any of us because you have oh, the yeah. best achievement score. Um, 130-something yeah, thousand mine, now. Mine sort of stopped around 90-something, I think. I got, in fact, I've got my Xbox yeah. thing open in a minute. I think at some point we did say we were racing to 100. And yeah, well, you, you, were, you overtook me by about 10,000, or you got to like a 10,000 game score lead, yeah. and I just gave up at that point because I was like... 
weirdly, oh, I'm at ninety six thousand three hundred thirty four, so I'm not that far off a hundred. Um, yeah, but um, I, I interestingly had this conversation on stream uh, a few days ago, and it was because I call myself an achievement whore because I would say I am because I will go out of my way to get an achievement for either the achievement yeah. itself or maybe a different reward that's attached to it or something like that. Like, um, for example, when they're in games like World of Warcraft, ESO, Guild Wars, the, those MMOs that I play, it generally tends to be that, um, that you... Yeah, you're getting like a title for yeah. your character or a mount or a piece of clothing. You're getting something that you can then yeah. show off and be like look at the lengths that I've gone to to get this. I've completed That's a particular actually, task. That is actually what I miss about Xbox avatars. Yeah. When they used to come up in your achievement saying, you get this as the reward, I'm like, yes, I'm fucking doing that achievement because yeah, I get exactly. this. And it was fucking brilliant, but now they don't do it anymore. Th- they, they were the reasons that I'd go out of my way to do achievements. And my yeah. argument was, I'm still an achievement whore because I go out of my way to do things like that because of the reward. So I might not have a high gamer score anymore, but I will like go through a game like Elder Scrolls and I'll intentionally target all the titles and, and rewards and stuff because when I can say I'm like a something something slayer on the end of my name, it means I've gone out my way to go get something that not many people have got. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just how I look at it, but I, I've lost track of the question. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> the, other, the other part of the question was in regards to the new Xbox, what's your predictions on cost? I'd say between three and five hundred pounds. So four hundred the pounds then. <laughs> no, I mean like anywhere between them two. I don't mean four hundred exactly. I just mean it's not going to be as much as five hundred, but it's not going to be cheaper than three hundred. It's going to be in that ballpark. I've got a feeling that come Q the end of Q one next year. Like March yeah. time, pre-orders will start. pre-orders will probably start for both consoles, and we'll find out for definite. I think mm-hmm. if they're much more than four hundred pounds each, they are both going to struggle um, in terms of Xbox and PS Five. Like, well, Xbox should have learned the lesson after last yeah. time. PlayStation did the right thing last time and made it cheaper to buy, and I think they should stick with that. And Xbox should learn from it. Yeah, I, I you know, like, I think that people people need to expect that these things aren't going to be cheap with the power that's in them. You you are essentially yeah. buying a low to mid range PC almost at this point. Um, yeah. So you are going to have to spend some money, not as much as you would on a PC because it's a slightly different way of doing things, but. And everything's more standardized, obviously, as well. So, like, but that's just a completely different discussion. But the the point is that I think that I wouldn't necessarily say people will be shocked at what they cost, but I think people need to stop expecting them to suddenly launch at like three hundred pounds. I, I and I genuinely yeah. think that we're going to be looking at somewhere like four hundred and something pounds. So, like. 500 call it, call it let's say like 400 and something pounds 500 dollars like 49.99 dollars yeah. you're gonna be took 50 quid away each month for the next year yeah and you'll have more than enough yeah definitely do that chuck chuck 40 to 50 pounds away or 40 to 50 dollars away for the next six months and you'll be more or less all the way there yeah and and by march time you can review how much you've already got and figure out how much you need to save extra yeah. or less because it's going to be around that time that we get told how much they are and when we can pre-order them. Yeah, bro. 
and how much of a ball ache I'll have con- constantly contacting Argos like I did with my Xbox One. I didn't have a problem with Argos for my Xbox. <clears throat> I, I don't did. Think, did I have from Argos? They never once gave me an order number, a proper order number for it. So I kept ringing them and said, I'm the person with the Xbox One on order without an order number. Is it still coming? Mm-hmm. Because it's due out in two days, and I want an email <laughs> then, to tell me it's still. Coming. And then everybody there and, was going, "Oh, for fuck's sake, is this guy?" Going? <laughs> yeah, because every morning I used to get up and go to work at like six o'clock in the morning, and I used to ring them at eight o'clock every morning while I was on the bus. Like, is it still coming? Because I've still not had a confirmation email or an <laughs> order number, and you're pissing me off with it. Just send me an order number, and like we've not got one for you. The order exists. We've got your money. But we've not got an order number. I was just getting really pissed off because I wanted my new Xbox. <laughs> and then it turned and up. And then mine turned up which, on, obviously. without any issues at all. Just saying. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> uh, last question then, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, can I hear you guys sing the chorus of Feliz Navidad? Um, I'm going to try something here. Let's see if it works. I think the answer might be no, because I don't know this song. I don't know the words. It sounds like it's just (laughs) Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. No rhythm. Feliz Navidad. Ah, la, 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 la. Arriba. Oh, oh, it's a Christmas song. English. Oh, my God. (laughs) What? I should have known. known. Ah, Madison's seen that I've just. Um... <laughs> so Madison, who's asked this, has seen that I've just Navidad. called the bot in to to play it. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I don't know this. I'm just going to do the outro over the top of this music and then we'll convert into okay. um, the outro. So that is it for this year. Um, it's, we have the Christmas, New Year, seasonal, special, whatever you want to call it, the big the big quiz of the year. Um, it is already recorded. It just needs editing and put together. That'll be out between Christmas and New Year. So... Um, yeah, enjoy that if you do get a chance to listen to it. Uh, it'll be out in the next week or so. Uh, we will be back in the new year, but thank you again, everyone, for a, a superb year of TKT, as always. And thank you all for your support and the like. Um, happy holidays to everybody who enjoys this time of year for those reasons. Because uh, not everybody does. But <laughs> um, well, yeah. I can't hear anything you'll say. Okay, well, that's fine. I'll just keep talking. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. At least <laughs> you put me off there. If, if you would like to join us in future or next year, then you know you can do so. You can find us on Twitter, which is that underscore king underscore thing. You can find us on Facebook by searching that king thing, and you can head to thatkingthing.com where there are links to our um, Facebook, Patreon, Twitter, Instagram. 
Discord, whatever, whatever else. Everything's there. So head there. Uh, but that is it for us this year. So thank you very much again for joining us for 2019. And we hope very much to see you in 2020 in a new decade. That is the end of this decade for that King thing. So Joshua, say goodbye. I heard that bit. Goodbye, everybody. The song ended at the perfect moment then. I can hear you now. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. At least not be dad. <laughs> <laughs>